Welcome to It's a Good Life, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Today we have a special treat for you. Brian, live on stage from a recent event. Let's listen in. Here we go. So when creating these events, I have a lot of choices. This next section, I'm not sure if it was a good choice or a bad choice. But I kind of feel like I need to kind of, I like to be on the edge of the skinny diving board kind of with my feet above the shark tank to feel a little alive. Well, that's what we're about to do. We're going to have three buffinis on stage at the same time. This, this is, the, the, the chance of a lightning strike has increased tenfold. And we're going to bring probably the only person uh, who could handle the, the three of us all at the same time, which is... Uh, Coach Rachel Yeaman. I'm going to walk you through who each one of these folks are. So let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. Her dad came to work for me over 20 some years ago. She was in Pepperdine University and she was studying what turned out to be dynamics that were very connected to the artist formerly known as a heritage profile. And that was her passion. And when she came to work at Buffini Company, she was very instrumental in getting all this dynamic uh, academia behind it and bringing it to life in the coaching department. And as she kept working with it and working with it, she also turns out like she was helping all the coaches and working with the coaches, and she fell in love with coaching. And it's bizarre because she's kind of like, I've always considered her like my oldest daughter. And now, now she's worked for us for 19 years, and it just does not seem possible that she's with us 19 years. But she's a special, special person who also is able to handle the buffinis. So she's going to bring the coaching real-world coaching from today with a 24-, 25-year background in the profile together. We're going to have Kevin Buffini. And Kevo, I always kid around with Kevo and so on and so forth, and he's the baby, the family, and whatnot. But let me say this. When I, life ever gets a little upside down for me or I'm dealing with some people that I can't quite connect with or understand or where they're at, Kevo Buffini is the first and last person I talk to. And, and he'll kid around, and he's the free-spirited performer, but he knows this cold. Some of you don't know, Kevin Buffini was in my original real estate team going back to 1992. So he came up through the ranks in the working by referral system and then came up through the ranks in Buffini & Company as we applied this very unique tool to coaching people. And he knows this cold. And uh, so don't let all the funny one-liners fool you. Uh, when you really know to so- need to know something about yourself and your team, he's the dude. And uh, the other character in the movie is Brother Dermot, and he is a character. And he has become acknowledged as, as one of the most significant leaders in the entire industry of real estate. It's interesting when the leaders of real estate get together, they're kind of scared of me. You know, I'm, I'm an interest because I'm more connected to more agents and even more agents in these people's companies than they are. So when the leaders of real estate want to talk or have a talk, they send for Dermo. And I've watched him. He's, he's earned his stripes as a leader. When he came over uh, from Ireland, he went into the, the most entry-level job we have at Buffini Company and the worst part of that. And he's earned his stripes. And I, it's, it, to be candid with you, like my kids know, uh, 
it's probably harder to be named Buffini working in this company than not. Even uh, my cousin's son, Sean Buffini, came to work in the camera department. He goes, I didn't realize the job came with all this. So he's earned his stripes, and I've watched him as a leader, and I've watched him navigate three mega crises that put all our competition out of business over the last 26 years, and I've watched him navigate that and build a culture that has five years in a row won the best place to work in San Diego and one of the most admired companies in the world. So with that said, we're going to get busy here. We're going to do some work. Please welcome our fantastic panel, Kevin Buffini, Rachel Yeaman, Dermot Buffini. Let's give it up. Here we go. There it is. How many of you caught the part in Cool Hand Luke where he talked about his profile? Did you catch it? It's at the end of the story. And like I mentioned this morning, he had become a slave to his profile. He had made peace with his past, himself, God, but he became a slave to his own profile. And he admitted such. He even used kind of language that clients use with their coaches. So sometimes a client will say, well, I'm a strategist. I don't do details like Carl's Notes and Popeyes. I'm a free spirit, so don't ask me to enter anything into a CRM. I'm free. I'm free of that. Sound familiar? So he's in the church, knowing the end is near. And he has a chat with God. And he has a chat with God, and it's about the only time you ever see real weakness in him, where he kind of complains. And he goes, hey, you haven't dealt me any cards lately, and it's been hard for me, and I did these wrong things, but you haven't been too easy on me. And then he says the power words. You made me like I am. You made me like I am. I started out fast, but lately it's gotten the best of me. When you don't manage your profile, it will get the best of you. We have one set of lessons that are blessings and one set of lessons that are curses. The first level of your profile is learning what the heck the words mean and how it applies to you, and it's exhilarating. And when people get their profile, they go, I want, I want my team to see this. I want my family to see this. Can you make sure you explain this to my family so they know how I am? That's level one. But there's many levels beyond that, like how to leverage it for good, how to withhold it so it doesn't do bad. Let's go back one more time to the part of the movie you missed, <laughs> where Luke says the words that people say all the time to their coach. They gave him a set of leg irons. Then they gave him a second set. But these leg irons were a small, small hindrance compared to the big leg irons he was wearing. He couldn't manage himself. And we're going to talk about that because we don't want to have that stuff, right? We want to move past it. And so what we want to do is this is one of the price of freedom is to give up these things we hold on to. It becomes a comfort zone. By the way, it becomes a source of pride. This is how I'm made. You want me to be myself, don't you? So... Kevo and his crack team profiled Lucas Jackson, because that's what we do. And uh, Kevo, maybe you could take us through a little bit and talk a little bit through Luke's profile. We're doing this because it's easier to talk through a third person about what they're doing 
as opposed to if we're talking about your specific profile, it sounds like you're getting beat up over the head. Does that make sense? How many of you have your profile sitting in front of you there? Okay, you got some ideas? Great. So we'll be asking you. Kevin, walk us through the great Lucas Jackson here. All right. So first ability he has, like many of you in the business, is a free spirit. Many free spirits here? Right? And if it's your number one ability, it means it's really strong in you. We heard that when we profiled you a lot. Now, what free spirits do and what they bring to the world, the trait of a free spirit is they're all about freedom. What they think they contribute to the world is freedom. They think that's the most important thing in the world, freedom. Every ability thinks what they contribute is the most important thing. So free spirits always are motivated by one word, freedom. If a free spirit is stuck in any way, shape, or form, the quickest way to get them to move forward is show them six inches of daylight, gone. It's an incredibly powerful ability. Anytime you see an intense ability in front of a trait, pay attention because it really adds flavor and passion to the profile. This guy has three intense ability in his profile, so it's like nitro, glycerin, and C4 all inside the same profile. And any one of those abilities, when it's not managed, can be extremely self-destructive, as it can in all of us. 70% of our database are free-spirited. Why is it all of you, and if I asked you now, and we ran mics, I guarantee if I asked you, why'd you get into the business, all of you would tell me, be my own boss, work my own calendar, can't handle working a nine to five, don't need structure. So every one of them came looking for that freedom, freedom to earn as much as they want, freedom to come and go as they please, and then every one of them comes to coaching looking for structure, (laughs) until they get structure. And then every one of them wants what? Freedom. So they're cutting the heads off the calls, notes, and Popeyes, is what you're telling me. Absolutely. Like, even if it's something they want. Like, if I told the free spirit, I'll make you a millionaire. All I need you to do is every morning at 9.15, call one person in your database. You'll be a millionaire. Welcome to the Millionaire Club. When I say that to free spirits, every single one of you sitting there going, question. Does it have to be 9.15? (laughs) how are we still in business (laughs) people like this coaches learn how to work around that they know what you want and they also know how to rein that back in on you so it doesn't become self-destructive it's always important that we're fueled by our abilities and never ruled by them so the number one ability this guy has was all about freedom what happens to a wolf when its foot's stuck in a snare choose it off is that painful experience. Bite by bite by bite, what was more important to them was being free of where I'm trapped. Here's the thing about being free-spirited. Anything can trap you, including your own profile, including yourself. Here's a couple of things from my years with coaches is some free spirits resist their own goals. They felt trapped in them. What does a budget feel like to a free spirit? Hence the groans. So even many times something that's beneficial for us, if we feel trapped in it, we're gone. So you have to love these people with freedom. If you're in a relationship one, and the more you try to trap them and keep them right beside you, you said you'd be home 20 minutes ago, and it's 25 minutes. Where were you for the last five minutes? You won't make six months with that person. You love them with freedom, they'll stand right by your side. The more they feel trapped, the more they feel cornered, they're going to bolt. It's the most intense reactive ability on the planet. What's the upside? What's the, what's the sell side? You're a free spirit. Yeah. What, why would I want to have that attribute? Oh, it's the king of abilities. <laughs> I think so. 
what we do is we gift the world with freedom, the ability to think outside the box. It's great for negotiations. It was one of my strengths when I was selling real estate was I was always able to figure out a way to put a deal together, especially when somebody said you couldn't do it. We're, uh, they gift the world with a different way of thinking and a different way of seeing the same thing. They're always questioned, where does it have to be this way? Is there another way to do it? Why? Because they're always looking for more freedom. So every ability has a tremendous good side, and we always try to look for what's right with the profile first. That's very important. It's always easy to see the dark side, and we'll judge it. But when you can look past that and see that this is a God-given ability with God-given intentions that's designed for greatness and designed for betterment, it's just not in the hands of a really good steward right now. It allows you to love on that person differently because you can see what's right with them as opposed to what's wrong. Next one, another intense ability. Brian has this one. How many Olympians in here? Uh, 62% of our database are Olympians. Olympians are all about challenge. If you throw a ball across the plate that they think they could hit, they'll swing for it. The question they have to ask themselves is, should I swing for it? It's the David versus Goliath trait. If you're bigger than me, stronger than me, richer than me, bring it on. <laughs> so it loves the challenge. It loves when things are extremely difficult. Remember we had Sandy Hoover back in the day? Ten kids, six of them had Graves' disease. I was talking to her, doing her profile. I said, let me ask you this. You're an Olympian, Sandy. I said, if you could have your life over again, would you do it any different? She goes, God, no. They like a challenge. They like things hard. They like things difficult. When you tell them it's impossible to do it, like eating 50 eggs. So it's a tremendous trait. They have a tremendous drive. They want to do well in life. Most Olympians wake up out of the bed in the morning feeling like they're behind. You're not. Um, now, every ability has a disability. Every trait has its traitor. Every light side has its dark side. Just like the free spirit, when they get trapped and they get cornered, they're gone. The Olympians, uh, when they get bored, when they've kicked Goliath's butt because nobody said they could, it's like, you know what, go get your cousins and your friends and then come back, let's go again. Because it's boring to do the same thing again. And so they're very dangerous when they're bored. They can be very accidentally self-destructive. This guy actually has three self-destructive traits. So we always have to engage our Olympians by giving them challenges to do that are a little outside their comfort zone to keep them motivated, to keep them engaged. Very intense trait. It's a great trait and obviously extremely competitive. Um, during transactions, I remember when Bri was selling a house to a, a, a former executive we had. It was a foreclosure. The guy wanted to pay full price. Bri was like, give me the buck. Nah. Nobody's paying. Oh, I don't want to lose the house. I don't want to lose the house. Bri was like, nah, we're good. I got this. And sure enough, he got the price lower than, but that guy wanted to pay full price. He was freaking out. Brian, as a younger agent, was like, I got this. I'm going to get you price too. Watch this. And sure enough, he did. But he has unusual skill sets. What happens to us as agents if we try that and it doesn't work? Sticking his toe over the shark's water. Hmm. Right? End up as. Okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, next one we have, there's another intense ability, <laughs> shock and horror. This one is about a little less than 50% of our database. And it's one of the most intense abilities in all of profiling. It has an incredible amount of power to it, which is a justice. And justices are all about truth. And they will disown you in a second if you ever lie to them. 
See, what they do is they, they hope that they can keep people in this upper tier until you lie, and then everybody gets pumped down into a lower... Okay, now you're, I'll see where you are. Okay, great. But they're always hoping for a really positive authority figure to follow, be it God, be it my teachers, be it my parents, be it my coach. And they have the most intense relationship with authority figures of anybody, as you can see with Luke. He had an intense relationship with his mom, intense relationship with no dad, and he had an intense relationship with God. Justices can enjoy a combative discussion more than anybody on the planet and love it. Love it. Where most people are like, why do you hate me so much? <laughs> because they love the engagement. Like, do you have a take? Let's go. So what they don't do is focus on black and white. See, that's what Dermot does. He's ethical, thank God. Justices interpret gray areas for everybody else into black and white for you to go ahead and live that by the gospel now. I've figured that out for you. That's how you're to feel about that. What I love about justice is here's what justice has gifted the world the way, you know, Olympians gift the world with tenacity. Justice has gifted the world with sticking up for the underdog. They're the ones who stand in front of tanks at Tiananmen Square. I'm like, no. They're the ones who take on other people's causes. So for you agents, be careful of the fights you're choosing to take on. So, so what I heard was freedom, people give the gift of freedom. Yeah. Uh, you kind of slipped it in there. Olympians give the gift of tenacity. Tenacity, yes. Relentless. Okay. They're relentless. They won't quit. Yeah. And then the justice give, they'll fight for the other dog and, and bring the truth. They will lead okay. with truth first. It's, it's, it's okay. Really intense. The next one's not as common, but it, there's, how many of you have some kind of impressibility, performer, celebrity, something like that? Let me see your hands. Yeah. And again, real estate attracts, attracts that. Yes. Yeah. Especially in Texas, right? With the big hair, the big hair and the big car. Um, performers, it comes to an impressibility. Now, it's not an intense trait like the others, but performers like Dermot and I like to have a laugh. They like to provoke a reaction. When Luke, I think he used uh, pepper so that he could let the other kids see that he was going to annoy this dog. This is going to be hilarious. Let's do this. So he had an awful lot of abilities that would evoke a reaction. He did things to watch what would happen. It's not all just about humor, because you take a bad reaction over no reaction. Performers Did you guys inside. hear that? Did you hear that? They take a bad reaction over no reaction. So sometimes a performer will poke the bear, even if they get a negative response, because what they don't want is no response, because a performer needs an audience. The reason he picked 50 eggs, it was hard, says his Olympian. No one's done it before, and it's going to be funny to let people watch this. So it's a very fun trait. Now, if you have this trait in your profile, uh, let it loose in your database. I had to manage this. I didn't manage this when I was an agent. People say, you love working with Kevo. He's really funny. That's not an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why when there was a price reduction, you need to speak to Brian. He's the team leader. <laughs> I don't do bad news. Or he had an assistant. I did. He hired an assistant who laughed at all his jokes. She couldn't file, she couldn't type, she didn't show up on time, she didn't know anything about scheduling, and when he wanted to fire her, he asked me to fire her. But she loved his jokes. Can we do that? So again, let's, uh, the, this next one's big. I think you've shared with me 94% of our database has some form of relational attribute, which is very cool. There's a number of those. 
Uh, he was a team builder. How many of you have the team builder? You have some kind of team relational attributes? Yeah. Well, we're, we're herd animals, so we feel better around the group. We feel better around a herd. We feel safety in there. And what team builders do is they're the ones who pick the kids against the wall. They're the leaders of it. They bring them together. And what they're all about is loyalty. Now, I'm just talking, I'm not talking about cheap loyalty. This is some seriously deep loyalty these guys invest in. These guys don't want friendships. They want blood brothers. When disability is not managed, I've seen kids become crips and bloods and gangbangers because there's a loyalty there that drew them. It's bad loyalty, but they still felt there's something right about what I'm doing, so maybe this isn't bad, and these guys would take a bullet for me, and they love me, so I'm in a good spot. How, how does it work for someone in the real estate business? How does their team builder go wrong? Uh, you can keep people in your database that don't belong. Um, you can be uh, codependent with people in your relationships, that it's just a one-way relationship. You know, there's things like that. Like, what these guys hate is being not included. They hate being left behind. They hate when they're not included. They hate... So they're always trying to include people in everything, which isn't always great for the entire audience. Um, this guy, Luke, built himself an audience. Inside a jail, he ended up having people come together, and even at the end of this movie... He was loyal enough to his big friend that he didn't want him to get shot, so he argued with him, get away from me, get away from me. But that was because he didn't want him to get shot. There's an incredible amount of loyalty to team builders, which is why it's harder for you to let go of toxic relationships. Which is both client and staff. Because hope springs eternal. I'm going to get, they're going to get this if it kills me. And it usually does. Uh, Explorer is not that common, but I think as we go through this, you know, we see Lucas Jackson. It's kind of wild to see his profile come alive, isn't it? You know, and I was, when I was asking Kevin, where's the performer thing? And I, you know, he said, remember he put the pepper down for the dogs? I'm like, yeah. And he had the kids look at it. And I, yeah, it makes sense. And at the end of the day, he said the phrase, that's most powerful. You made me like I am. How many of you have at least one attribute in common with Cool Hand Luke? Let me see your hands nice and high. Nice and high. Uh-oh. Going to get shot in the church. Unless we learn how to manage it. Thanks, Brian. There's so much here that we'll pick up right where you left off in just a couple of days. See you next time. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.